Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on a, we get on a, uh, we get on a gentleman's clubs. Oh. How do you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. Yeah. All right, welcome in. Hour two, if you're just joining us, you missed anything from hour one, go to 1080thefan.com. They call that a uh, website. And on there, there's a button. It says uh, podcast on it. You can download the Les Schwab Tires podcast of hour one. But don't do it until after the show uh, because it won't be there. Fun I mean, go wins. Back. It's true. Fun does win. Uh, you can listen to past episodes, too. If you missed last week when I wasn't here, you're like, man, this show would be great if Luke wasn't on it. Go back and listen when I wasn't on it. And then tell me if you're right. Fun does win, though. Fun wins. Fun wins right here on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> Can I just address that again? That we had our uh, we had our boss write a small like what was it a five second lockout promo for our show? Yeah, just like listen to this dumb show. Yeah, and all you have to do is just basically write five seconds of copy that says something about the show, and then say listen to them blank to blank. Yep. He just I think was really tired on a Friday and just wrote fun wins. Yeah. And so the lockout just goes, fun wins. Center and Saints, Saturdays, <laughs> 9 to 11. Fun wins. And fun does win every fun single wins. time. I don't know what beats fun, to be quite honest. You go try and pick an emotion better than fun. What are you having right now, fun? I don't know. Horny probably beats fun. Horny wins. Yeah, horny kind of nah. wins. All right. Nah. Depends on yeah. who you are. Nah. Depends on the scenario, the scenario that you're in. Horny is a lot more fun around other horny people. Horny by yourself can get awkward. Awkward. Not awkward. Does not win. Just frustrating. I can get awkward too. Because it's awkward right now. It's not that awkward. What about laughter? Does laughter be fun? Laughter is fun. Yeah, but could horny be fun? 
Yes, we've already said that. So is that, in fact, why fun wins? Yes, fun wins. <laughs> because fun makes other emotions even better. Laughter, when somebody's laughing at you, not fun. When somebody's laughing with you, fun. So all these things are symptoms of, in fact, fun. Ex fun. That's why fun wins. Yeah, fun's always going to win. Fun wins. LeBron James, 2010. Fun. No, fun beats him. Oh, the, 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 that was the, the Mavericks. The Mavericks were fun. Yeah, but fun could beat the Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks were more fun than the Heat. Fun wins. That's right? true. Well, Dirk's, you, Dirk's run, fun. Okay, so what about the, the Warriors' last title run? It didn't seem like they were having a lot of fun. Yeah, but who do they play against? Here's, so you're saying this last year? No, no, no. Uh, the last season, the last title they won. Well, because they kept playing against the Cavs. That wasn't fun for anybody. So kind of everybody lost because you have frustrated LeBron James playing against, you know, the Kevin Durant-led Warriors. Eh, that's not fun for anybody. Yeah, nobody's having a lot of fun. Yeah. So the winner was injuries <laughs> last year. That was fun. All right. We've talked a lot of free agency today, but we haven't gotten into the Blazers. Right here, I'd like to give you, this is from a publication called The Oregonian. Jeffrey Arnold. Spells with a G. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, I know just, your parents gave you that name, but dude, change it. Not just a G Jeff. It's a G Jeffrey. Yeah. 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 So Jeffrey C. Arnold. Got to change the, that. Of the Oregonian and, well, not and, the Oregonian slash Oregon Live. Okay. Slash Oregon Live on there. He has listed 15, 15 free agency the Portland Trailblazers should go after. Here's 15 affordable Free agents who would help the Blazers during the 2019-2020 season. First on the list, familiar name. How would you feel about Wes Matthews coming back? <laughs> no. Okay. How about Terrence Ross? Interesting. Okay. That would be very interesting. And you would just sign him, right? I wouldn't have to do a sign-in trade or anything? No, these are, fr these are free agents. Yeah. Affordable free agents. You know where Terrence Ross went to high school? Uh, No. Jeff. Jefferson. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he yeah, he was really good on the Magic this past season. And um, I don't know, man. If you're losing Seth Curry and you need another mm -hmm. scorer off the bench to let Anthony uh, Simons develop a little bit more, that's a pretty good pick. Yeah. Another uh, another shooting guard, Reggie Bullock. Yeah, no. Okay. Pass. Hard pass there. Yeah. How about, I don't know how affordable he's going to be, Danny Green. Yeah, Danny Green, I think you're going to have to splurge a little bit more yeah, on it. You're so probably going to have to move some players to get that price. And I don't know how much worth Danny Green is because when it came down to the finals, he kind of disappeared at times. I know he's a sharpshooter and everything, and he plays pretty good defense, but I don't know if you really want to start trading dudes and getting cash to kind of build it up so you can get Danny Green. Though I will say, I mean, having a three, he's kind of a three, four hybrid wing that can shoot. That's something we've been missing. Blazers put their arms around almost all of their players, right? Somebody comes in, even if you didn't really like them before, uh, you put them in a Blazers uniform, they're pretty likable. Any Except chance, Raymond Felton. I was actually going to say that. Uh, any chance that you would like Austin Rivers in a Blazers uniform? Yeah, I actually have no problem with Austin Rivers. I know a lot of people kind of bag on him just because it's the coach's son thing, and yeah. a lot of people actually don't like Doc Rivers because they find him annoying. Sure. Um, I, I don't really have a problem with him. And he's actually a pretty good player, too. I just, I hope Doc wouldn't go to the games. That's when I would start to get kind of worried. Yeah. I uh, don't want him there. <laughs> uh, any interest in Alfred Payton? 
Uh, if he grows that haircut back, yes. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Thing. I'll pay half the price for just his haircut that I can put on a Blazers player. Blazers uniform make Patrick Beverly likable. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what Patrick Beverly brings to the team. You're looking for scorers. I mean, I know he's a defensive stopper at the guard position. Um, he can go out and rile some people up. Well, conceivably, you could have him play uh you could have him play backup for Dame, and you could have him and Anthony Simons in at the same time. Then Simons wouldn't have to worry about running the offense. He I think it's just, be a, just be a scorer. Yeah. 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 So okay. I don't know. There's potential. I would like Patrick Beverly in a Blazers uniform. Yeah. I like somebody that gets under other people's skin. I like that Richard, Dude, Richard I, Sherman, if he's on your team. I would feel. feel the same way about us signing him as I did when we signed Jamal Crawford. Which is just like, eh, like okay, dude, you score and you are a very good bench player, but like, I, it's hard for me to like you. Yeah. So a very guard heavy list here from old uh, G. Offrey. Uh, well, the one thing that you are missing that everybody's talking about that seems very unrealistic that people just I think have an affinity for because it's nostalgia, right? Is the whole Kevin Love trade? Yeah. I, well, I still think, and that's but that's a trade, but there there is room for another free agent. Uh, you know, another roster position. I'll just run through the rest of these. You stop me if you hear something interesting. Derek Rose, T.J. McConnell. Jeremy Lin, Trevor Ariza. No. Shaking your head. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Jeff Green. That's. <laughs> that. Dude, Jeff Green's still playing. <laughs> yeah, why not? What was our whole thing on Jeff Green again? Is he's the guy that is signed that you think is going to make your team better, but makes your team exactly the same. That's right. Yeah. It's exa- exa- your team is exactly the same with or without Jeff Green. Yes, but initially when you hear that your team signed him, you have the reaction yep. of either, oh, neat, or, oh, cool. Yeah, well, no, you, you, have, you have some <laughs> reason to think that your team will have gotten better by yeah. acquiring Jeff Green. In reality, your team is exactly the same. Dude, see, that's kind of how I feel if we got... Coming into the game, Jeff Green, and you go, all right, we're going to... Do the exact same thing. Like, that's kind of how I feel about Kevin Love, to be honest. Like, I don't know if a lot would change if we got Kevin Love. Of course, it depends on who we give up. But, like, yeah, I really don't know how much would change. That that guy, like, if this was Kevin Love four years ago, then, yes, I would get super stoked about that. Sure. Because he was, uh, you know, far more mobile. He was a better shooter. Hadn't um, won a championship yet, so you knew he'd really won it. Well, that, and he was also a better rebounder uh, when he was younger. Just, you know. That's yeah. a symptom of it. You're younger, Handsomer. you have more energy. But like skin his complexion was a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I would feel with Kevin Love is that initially you kind of go, Oh my gosh, yeah, we got better. But then you see him play and you're like, Oh yeah, we're kind of the same team. Yeah, Bobby Portis and then rounding out the list, uh, Marcus Morris. Remember how upset people were that we ended up with Rodney Hood and Ennis Cantor instead of Markeith Morris. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that? It was like, OKC's going to now. OKC got the better than that deal. I've been OKC against the Blazers in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't remember how that went. Uh, better you take text line is 55305. Somebody brings a very apt point to the table. Is there really a difference between Jeff Green and Danny Green? <laughs> huh. Yeah, Danny Green's a better shooter. I mean, he, Danny Green has the ability to go on a hot streak. And two championships that he's been a part of. That he's been a part yeah, of. Yeah, but he 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 you reminds I mean? me of the Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston, obviously not the same style of player, but a guy that can go and rattle off twenty and then disappear for the next three games. I mean, Jeff isn't Green, Harrison Barnes, an NBA yeah. champion. Yes, he is. Okay, yeah, 
But Harrison Barnes also, I don't know. Harrison Barnes more Jeff Green than. I would venture to say that Danny Green will eventually become Jeff Green. Yeah. Like he's a lot better right now than Jeff Green is right now, but I think you give it maybe two or three years and Danny Green will become the whole Jeff Green theory, which is, sure. you know, you get him and you go, oh yeah, and then you go through the first 10 games and you're like, oh, that didn't really do anything. You've been a very vocal proponent of the idea of getting Draymond Green. Would you rather have Danny Green, Jeff Green, or Draymond Green in Portland? I'm a vocal proponent? Yes. I don't ever remember agreeing to that. Proponent. Opponent. 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 Yes. Uh, opponent. Yes, yes, I am. Opponent. Yes, I am a huge opponent of getting... Yeah. Um, of uh, getting Draymond Green, and I don't think Draymond Green really wants to leave. I, I no, think Dray- and he probably won't. So no, and I think he's smart enough to realize that if he does leave, he will get exposed very quickly. <laughs> so uh, you could take yeah. right now on the Blazers, Jeff Green, Danny Green, Draymond Green. Who do you want? <laughs> or AC Green? It, oh, dude, give me AC. <laughs> I told you about my AC story, yeah. Yeah, AC Green, the uh, the only virgin for his entire NBA playing career. Well, no, so he came and talked to our no, football team. Yeah. Yeah, like when we were just about to go into our freshman year in summer and he gave us this huge speech. We were like, whoa, dude, Danny Green. And then we uh, left. AC Green. Or AC Green, whatever. Whatever. What, some Who green. cares? Who cares? They're all green. <laughs> and uh, we're walking outside and uh, it's all the all the dudes, all the freshmen. We're just walking together outside. We're walking down the road and all of a sudden we see this like 1982 van <laughs> drive by that's just packed with stuff. And AC Green like rolls down the window, sticks his head out. Who's like, take it easy, y'all? And we were like, dude, AC <laughs> Green's driving a crappy van. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> like, it was really disheartening. Yeah, it you, was like, you oh, told me really? that story. It delights me every time because I I can just get the visual image. Of course, I have him wearing a Lakers uniform. Like, you know, an airplane when they're going to get uh, Roger Murdoch yeah, out of yeah. the cockpit and all of a sudden he's wearing his Lakers uniform, just keeps denying that he's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's how I picture AC Green with knee pads on. I believe he wore goggles. At some point, Yeah, yes. at some point he wore goggles. And so I picture him in the full-on, uh, yeah, Lakers. Dude, it was weird because, like, AC yeah. Green, I mean, maybe not anymore, but at least at that time, AC Green, you know, for me and probably all the other dudes was, you know, kind of a... I don't want to say celebrity, but a BFD in terms of basketball. Yeah. There's no question about it. And but so it, to see him. But he drives an old van. Driving a really old van that looks like it's about to break down. And there's a lot of stuff in the back. <laughs> see, that's what really was the, the difference maker. Like if he was just driving an old van and it looked clean inside, I'd be like, oh, whatever. He's just a humble dude. And, you know, he, he doesn't care about getting a nice car. But like. It looked like he lived out of that van. Yeah. And that worried me. Like, is AC Green homeless or what's going on here? <laughs> like, well, it was a little concerning. He's taking in speaking engagements to talk to freshmen, you know. Like, what? You think he's just taking he's those gigs doing it for to the get money? the next meal? <laughs> Dude, you know how many uh, $6 burgers that is at Carlos Jr.? Look, AC, it's actually going to be three bucks, <laughs> not Wait, <what>? six. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, all right. Little uh, little change in programming. Big Fat Wieners, uh, not in this week, but Jen Ellis is. Oh, boo. I know. I'm trying to work on it for next week. Dude, Thank I you. thought we were going to get a Big Fat Wiener in here. I know. No Big Fat Wieners for anybody this week, but uh, we may do it next week. It'll be right in line with uh, Independence Day weekend, right? We'll be running into, you know, Blues Fest, the whole thing. So it'll be perfectly appropriate to do it next week. Uh, so uh, he's out. 
Jen Ellis is in. We'll talk some baseball with her next right here on Center and Saint. This is 1080 The Fan. Will waiting for Bob Dylan to take a breath so he can play the kind of rolls through the whole song. You ever see the video for this? I have not. It's very entertaining. Just grabs a big uh, stack of papers. I don't know when I first saw it, but he just has the papers. He's got like every third word in the song and he's just flipping through them. It's like uh, Love Actually. Oh. Yeah, I did know the break point of this song. I've yeah. heard Bob Dylan I probably more times in my life than I need to. <laughs> more time than you need to? Yeah, really. Yeah. There's some classic bands like that where like you probably shouldn't have heard them as much as you have. Yeah, there's a, it kind of it sullies the experience almost. Bob Dylan's like that for me. I I played Bob Dylan out way too hard. Oh well, that's on you. I don't. I can't think of a lot of bands that I overplayed. It was it was funny because we were talking about Nirvana on, and sorry, Jen. Jen Ellis Hi. joining us. Hey. By the way, my brother is just like a G, so I heard you Oh, is he? Uh, on, just remind so. him that he's terrible. No, I mean, it's not remind his my fault. parents that. They did it, too. I know. No, no. I love Jeff's with G's. What? I think Jeff's with J's are, except oh. for Jeff Austin. I love Jeff Austin. <laughs> See, that's weird, because I was telling Luke that Jeff with a G is an attractive name. And I think yeah. Jeff, I think in most cases, show. Jeff with a J seems more feminine, rather. I think the G is more of a masculine letter to me. I don't know, in that, in that yeah. name. Call me weird. Anyway, well, I'll tell you. So if, whatever. But baseball, baseball, baseball. Well, I'll tell you if I met a George with a J. <laughs> that's that'd be Jorge. confusing. But yeah. that's not George. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. but you have Jeff, like the G O. That's George. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the seventies, yeah. in the seven, in the early seventies, when my brother was born, there was no Jeff with a J. I think. <laughs> oh, really? It's a new thing. Maybe it was. Uh, uh, I don't know. My parents only knew Jeff with a G, so they named him Jeff with a G. They I, had never seen Jeff with a J. I once met a John J A W N. Ah, oh, speaking of good feminine one. sounding names, J A W N. Yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We we're just talking about him, Lou Alcindor, before he changed his name, L E W. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, I just, I, sometimes people just miss spell things, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I oh, forget that. Yeah. There's some name that our friends were going <laughs> to name their kid that that was like that. It was just like a twist on a common name, and we were just like, "Don't do that. Yeah. Don't." Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it really indicates you've tried far too hard to just name your kid. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to name a kid. It is. We had to name two of them at the same time. Anyways, Jen, <laughs> welcome in. Yes, Have, is this the first time that yes. uh, we've had you on since you started your new it job? Is. Yes, my new gig, so what, my new you, side hustle. Do you have an official title? Uh, yes, Ballpark MC. Ballpark MC yes. for your Hillsboro Hops. Hops. Correct. So you guys have done one homestand so far? Yes, four one homestand and then last and then night. Yes. So how's it going so far? It's good so far. I mean, yeah, we had a really great turnout on, you know, opening weekend. And then uh, we had our first Pride Night on Monday night. And then last night we had our first uh, Sonia Dores Night, which is the Latin Heritage Night. We're going to have several of those throughout the season. So that'll be cool. Lots of really awesome things going on. Really great bands playing and really awesome food vendors. It's been really fun. I've been able to like try a bunch of foods that I probably wouldn't have spent the money on, but <laughs> now that I know that they're good, I would actually spend the money on them. So, so is yeah. that like some of the yeah. perks that you're getting with the job? Yeah. What, what kind of perks are you seeing? Yeah. Cause I get to like talk about the food. So then obviously I have to taste it to be able to talk about it. So I had a Marion Berry cream cheese hot dog. How was that? That it's sounds actually, awesome to me. It, it is. It's very good. So the Marion Berry cream cheese is on top of the hot dog with fresh basil on top. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, you'd think, 
how good could this be? But it actually is very good. I, I, I thought it was really delicious because I like the savory and the sweet together. It was sure. It was good. And then last night we had, because of the Latin Heritage Night, we had uh, a torta booth. And so we had this like ham, oh God, torta de jamón. It was oh. delicious. It was so good. Man. Yeah, so all that good stuff. And well, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's funny because a couple of weeks ago we talked about the Oakland A's and we were talking about how there was only four teams in Major League Baseball that mm-hmm. had attendance, attendance improvements and the A's were one of them mm-hmm. with one of the worst stadiums in baseball. Right. Um, but they've made this these big efforts to to have inclusive uh, areas, uh, deprivation areas mm-hmm. for uh, kids on the spectrum so that they can right. go and enjoy the game without getting overwhelmed by the yeah. what's going all on, family stuff, yeah. areas, mm-hmm. uh, just all kinds of things. Yes. Now you're kind of behind mm-hmm. the scenes seeing what goes in, right? Yeah. Like as a baseball fan, it's like, Oh, it's firework night or it's whatever night, bobblehead night, things like that. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of thought put behind the way that these are presented to the fans, even at the single A level. Yeah, absolutely. And it's still like, you know, oh, well, this was only our first Pride night and this was only our first Sonia Dori's night. But it's like, look at all of the opportunities we have for next time. You know, yes, we do did have lots of people asking. On the opening night, there were several people asking if we had like the sensory uh, you know, noise canceling headphones for kids. And, yep. you know, I mean, we just have little earplugs, but that's something for us to take note of to try to get, you know, perhaps someone in the sales department can get, you know, donations of sure. those types of sensory bags for the future. So it's, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it just at this level. You know, you'd think that, you know, oh, hey, yeah, they're just, it's just a minor league team, but no, there's actually some really great players that are going to move really fast up through the yeah. system that we get to see at, at the age of 18. You know, it's pretty amazing. And for those that don't know, the Hillsborough Hops are the single A affiliate for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, Class A, Class, class a. a short season yep. Arizona Diamondbacks. So, have correct. you noticed any scouts up in the? Uh, oh yeah, 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 definitely. There, uh, there have been a few nights where they'll like come into the PA booth and say, "Hey, uh, I'm the scout. Which you know, which booth do I go to?" You know, I'm like, I don't know, but uh, I'm like one of those <laughs> wow, booths wow. over there. I don't know the beer booth. No, um, but yeah, there definitely are uh, scouts every night and uh, or almost every night. It seems like. But, um, but yeah, getting to see the behind the scenes stuff, I usually go up to the PA booth uh, in the eighth and ninth inning and watch the game from up there. And I watch the video, you know, the video guys doing all their stuff. And I watch the audio guys doing all their stuff and the guy who's doing the scoreboard. And it's like, oh my God, this is awesome. And one of the audio really guys, our very own Joe Fisher. Yes, Joe Fisher. That. Yeah. yeah so. He made a really great pun last night that I wish <laughs> I had thought of myself. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really cool to watch it from that perspective as well. I, yeah. I kind of like it from the behind the scenes. Um, and yeah. what have you noticed? I mean, because obviously one of the biggest topics in Portland is is bringing Major League Baseball to Portland. Mm-hmm. But as far as the fan experience, are you looking at it through a different lens? Because I'm sure when you went to the ballpark, probably the same way I do, is yeah. just go and you're like, where's my seat? And where yeah. where am I going to grab my food? And you do all this. Mm-hmm. But you don't really look at the fan experience as a whole. But right. I imagine in this new role, you're kind of Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's all about the, the fan experience and them having a good time. And it's like, well while this is not our first game, it is someone's first game, you know, and we have to, it's like a play, you know, putting on a show every night and going, okay, you know, this audience is different from last night, you know, and we have to play to them just as we did the night before. And we can't let anything slip. You know, we have to make it a great fan experience for everyone, not just last night's and not just the night before we're looking forward, you know, and it's like there, you know, it's 31 opening nights. 
pretty much for us. We have to look at it that way and see it that way. But, you know, I mean, making those fan experiences are so special because there was this one, they had, they do this little thing where they have, uh, sometimes they'll have the national anthem where they'll have one of the players and, and a kid from like one of the little league teams and they'll stand out in the field with them. And so they had all these kids, these little league kids running out onto the field to do the national anthem with the players. And there's this tiny little kid. I mean, it was the cutest thing in the world because the kid was just like chugging away, trying to run back in after the anthem was over and it was holding up the entire game. But everybody in the state, was cheering for this little kid and when when he crossed the finish line everybody just erupted yeah. in yeah. like cheers and applause it was the cutest thing and yeah. everybody got chills it was great one of my favorite sports moments uh, we were at a preseason nfl football game it was chargers mm. and uh seahawks in jack murphy stadium in san diego <laughs> which is just an absolute dump yeah. but it's a preseason game the place is like half full and the special olympics did a uh, mile race it was a qualifying race yeah. for for the special olympics and this kid just dominated the field and he gets out there and just starts running. And on the second lap, he realizes that people are cheering for him. Yeah. So he starts waving his arms. He ran the last lap almost entirely backwards and just staring at the crowd. <laughs> and this kid had the biggest smile. Nice. It's, you know, I mean, the yeah. place holds, you know, 57,000 or whatever it is. There's 22,000 people yeah. on their feet cheering for this kid. And I'm getting goosebumps just, yeah, yeah. just talking about it. But you've never seen somebody have more fun in a moment. Mm -hmm. You talk about yeah. everybody getting their first opening night sure. or their moment to shine. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's a, you know, class A summer, yeah. short, short season summer league yeah. uh, game. Uh, but yeah. But I it's mean, so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so sure. it's really cool. And if we were to get a major league baseball team, obviously it would be that on a larger scale. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. That would be uh, major. Oh, sorry. Major League Baseball All-Stars uh, have been released. Oh, yeah. uh, so let's take a look for any Mariners or A's mm, on those. Nope. Well, just the starters <laughs> right now. Right, so there's right, a chance. Yes. Uh, a couple yes. stories from Major League Baseball. We'll get to those uh, right after the news. Okay. Uh, NBA free agency uh, officially begins tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock. Uh, we've got a guy that works for our station named Brandon Sprague. He's going to do a special two-hour uh, special for you. Blazers insider Jason Quick will join him in hour two of that. Um, just to keep an eye on everything that happens. So that'll be a very exciting moment with us right now in the Center and the Saint. Uh, we're holding uh, Jen Ellis hostage ah. for one more section. And you segment. don't even have a big fat wiener for me, my God. Uh, next week. Okay. Maybe, maybe next right. week I'll have a big fat wiener for right. you and a big fat wiener for, for Will. Will is and a big fat wiener. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, She's sorry. mature. I know, right? Maybe we won't invite her back next week. I'm sorry <laughs> about that, Will. That's okay. All right. I, I was that, only slightly like, offended. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> you are the ballpark mm. MC Yay. for the Hillsborough Hops. Yes. We're talking a little bit about the experience that you've had with fans, mm -hmm. but you're going to watch some pretty good baseball players. Yeah. Who are the guys for the Hops that are standing out to you that we should look for in the next couple of years to be uh, taking major league swings? Yeah. Well, uh, the the couple of guys that everybody's pretty much talking about uh, right now are Christian Robinson. He's an outfielder for the Hops. Um, he is uh, he's 18 years old. And he's from the Bahamas. And everybody's like, oh, man, he's going to move up through the system really quickly. I mean, we're probably going to see him in the majors, you know, within the next couple of years pretty quickly here. Yeah. So, um, but it's cool to watch him. And also um, 
there's uh, uh, the Mariners have uh, first round. Their first round pick was uh, George Kirby. He's a right-handed pitcher. He's on the Everett Aqua Sox, uh, and so we'll get to see him when when the Aqua Sox come to town. So that'll be cool. But we also have uh, on the hops. We have uh, Jorge Barrosa, who's yeah. <laughs> uh, supposed to be pretty good, and um, and Andy Yerzy is also pretty amazing too. Those are the guys that I keep hearing the buzz about. So um, so I'm I'm every time those guys get up to bat, I you know definitely check things out, and I get to watch a lot of stuff from the dugout level from the field level so i'm kind of you know nice. uh, you know at, at my eye is at the field level which is pretty cool so are you trying to sneak yeah. your way in and, and make friends with some of these guys well you know i mean i'm not quite sure what the etiquette is yet because i'm still kind of new and i don't want to be like hey christian can i get a selfie you know <laughs> but and, you totally want to but i totally want to <laughs> i mean i definitely want to get you know probably some autographs or some you know pictures with some of these nice. guys before they you know head on out to the next level well very so, cool yeah. well just wait till they start coming up to you for your autograph no. Uh, Major League Baseball put out their uh, all-star lineups. So yes. American League catcher is Gary Sanchez, first base Carlos Santana, second base DJ LeMahieu, Jorge Polanco mm-hmm. at shortstop from the Twins, Alex Bregman from the Astros at third base. Mm-hmm. Outfield. Wow, yeah. Tell me how this sounds. Mike Trout, George Springer, Michael Brantley. Yeah, sounds like a pretty good outfit. Yeah, so you got a yeah. a, a, a pair of uh, Astros there as right. well. Yes. Uh, Hunter Pence. Yeah, this is the funniest story because he was pretty much like chopped up to nothing, you know, at the end of last season. Everybody thought he was never going to play again, and he had his kind of curtain call in, in San Francisco. And then he, you know, signed a minor league deal with the Rangers in the offseason. And now all of a sudden he's the starting DH for, for the all star game this year it's a pretty amazing story i'm not ne- i'm not a huge fan of him but i just think that it's pretty cool what he's done in yeah. this you know uh facing this adversity this season well it's a fun guy to watch and it just it, yeah. it shows that i don't know that it will happen but they've talked about this around the idea of expansion and trying to get the dh on in both leagues right and yeah. you realize what it does for yeah. a lot of players adding sure. uh you know uh, yeah. life to their career and giving them another opportunity uh, on the NL side, you have Wilson Contreras uh, at catcher from the Cubs. Freddie Freeman of the Braves playing first base. Former Mariner. Mm-hmm. Oh, love seeing former Mariners yeah. make all-star games. Oh, yeah. uh, second base, Cattell Marte right. of the Diamondbacks. Uh, Javi Baez right. for the Cubs at shortstop. Nolan Arenado at third right. base from the Rockies. And then, man, these outfields. Yeah. How good are these outfields? Seriously, I don't know Cody which Bellinger, outfield to take. Cody Christian Yelich, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, yeah so which... Some, yeah, the outfield is going to be... Amazing to watch on both sides. But, yeah, I, I'm always surprised. Well, no, I'm not always surprised. But <laughs> uh, this year, I mean, yes, Alex Bregman for the American League third base. Yeah, he's great. But, I mean, you know, I, I just I know I'm playing favorites because Matt Chapman, I watch him all the time. But he's just amazing. And he has, you know, gold glove, platinum glove, you know, everything in his first season. And, I mean, sooner or later, they've got to pay attention to how great he is. And one of these days he'll get a starting role in the all-star game, but not yeah. this year. Well, and there's so much, yeah. it's so much based on the vote and yeah. who's getting the more attention and, and all of that with, with the starters for the right. all-star exactly. game. And that's not, it's not the end all be all. And yeah. Because course, I think, doesn't every team have to have like one or two representatives? Uh, yeah, I think it's one okay. representative, um, or at least it's been talked about, but, um, you, you're, I mean, you're going to get all your, you know, backups. You're going to get sure. alternates. You're going to get pitchers yeah, coming yeah. out soon. All-Star weekend, though. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the All-Star game? I don't know. I, You know, I the last couple of years, I feel like I've just kind of watched the highlights of the Home Run <laughs> Derby. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I always like to root for the American League. And it seems like the last couple of years, I think they've won. So Because then it, what, I mean, 
does it give them home field advantage in the World Series if the American, you know, whatever? I, well, they, I, I think can't they got rid of that last year. They changed that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they'll be so. playing in uh, Cleveland this year, so yes. it'll be fun. Um, yeah. Home run derby is always, yeah. it's always at least worth keeping an eye on. Sure, yeah. But for some reason, the highlights never do anything for me. No. You get the yeah. live moment, the um, uh, Josh Hamilton the Bryce yeah. Harper mm-hmm. moments like that when yes. you just go, man, is this guy really going to yeah. just keep smashing home runs? Yep. Those are always kind of cool moments yeah. for me, but the game. Yeah. Eh. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I know. I mean, I remember when I think Cespedes was, he won it too. He won the home run derby two years in a row, but that was fun because the A's hadn't had a representative in a while. And I was like, Oh yeah, sweet. <laughs> he's going to clobber those home runs. And then he's not going to be on the A's anymore. Uh, um, yeah, which is kind of what happened. Much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what other stories are you keeping an eye on in Major League Baseball, if any? Aye, aye, aye. Well, I guess just, um, oh, yeah, one of my new favorite, not any more <laughs> pitchers on the A's. He was well on his way to becoming the new A's ace. Uh, Frankie Montas was suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. So he won't be able to play again until September, and then he won't be eligible to play in the playoffs if the A's make it to the playoffs. So yeah. it, it it hurt me. It made me want to cry. And I know, I mean, it like I I was so sad that you know he. Uh, uh, I'm disappointed, and I know yeah. a lot of his teammates were disappointed, and he was remorseful, et cetera, et cetera. I think you know any guy who isn't remorseful is a jerk. But well, yeah. you know, I mean, well, you know. most guys are remorseful that they got caught. Yes, exactly. That's what I was like. Oh, are you sorry you got caught? Are you sorry you did it? Or, you know, I mean, that whole thing. And then I, and then I started thinking like, well, he was so great this season. Was it because he was, you know, taking these drugs that would make him, you know, feel better quicker? Yeah. Or what? Well, I mean, that's part of the reason they call them performance enhancing drugs. I mean, you know, you see it all the time where, you know, a guy like Barry Bonds goes out and smashes 73 home runs and everybody's like, well, obviously his head's three times the size. He's never Mm. been this big. He's never had that kind of power. But at the same time, I've always wondered when you look at Major League Baseball players and you, you, you know, you hit 73 home runs. Get a lot of those off of middle relievers that yes. are probably doing whatever they can just to hold on their roster spot. Sure. And yep. then you see a guy kind of going towards stardom mm-hmm. and then they get popped. Yeah. And it's always kind of unfortunate. So. Yeah, I know. That stinks. Well, and, you know, I mean, I'm surprised that it was only they only started t- keeping track of it in 2005. Yeah. It seems like it was. That, yeah, it seems like yeah. it's always been there, but that no, I mean, those home run yeah. races at the end of the 90s and early 2000s, oh, yeah. yeah, you look back, it's kind of changed baseball, yeah, but exactly. as Will likes to point out, uh, you know, they'll just change the baseball so we can hit more dingers. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we'll dingers. hire some astrophysicists to do it. Yes. All right. Uh, Jen, thank you so <laughs> thank much. You. Always a pleasure to talk yes. baseball with you. Come and out to the Hops uh, game tonight. Yeah, Hops game tonight. Tonight, we, tonight uh, we are playing the, Air, uh, no, the uh, Eugene Emeralds. Eugene Emeralds, what time's first pitch? First pitch is 7.05. 7.05. Yeah, Eugene Emeralds are the Class A affiliate for the Chicago Cubs. So any, uh, you know, Cubs fans out there, All right. see your little uh, prospect. Well, if you uh, if you need uh, an excuse to get out to go watch a Hops yeah. game, a beautiful weather tonight, yep. uh, should be a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check out Jen and see how she does uh, greeting greeting the fans Yay. and uh, taking care of the entertainment for you. All Will right. and I need Sounds to stick good. around and tell you what to watch. Woo-hoo. Busy free agent weekend. We'll give you some insights on things to keep an eye out for. We do it next right here on the center and the saint 1080, the fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? 
Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome to everybody's favorite time. It's when we give you our insights. Uh, we we open up our big sports brands and tell you what to keep an eye out for in sports. So, Will, we'll start with you. It's NBA free agency. Uh, what's the uh, what's the first domino to fall? And uh, and what's the most important element of free agency for you? Well, first domino to fall is going to be Kyrie Irving going to the Nets. This has been rumored for a really long time, and I think the Nets are now starting to show their stupid cards in that <laughs> they're just going to sign him right off the bat. They don't care, and they're not even going to wait for Kevin Durant to start to think a little bit about, hey, maybe I don't want to be with Kawhi Leonard, or hey, maybe I do want to take a meeting with the Nets. Um, Aren't they the ones that are just getting themselves out of the hole they dug for the stupidest trade, one of the stupidest trades in NBA history. Yes, they are. And it's just like you got to be able to recognize cause and effect when you see it, which is that every single time Kyrie Irving has been the centerpiece or best player on the team, the team seems to suck. (laughs) So if you're going to make Kyrie Irving, again, the centerpiece or best player on your team, you can only infer that you will then suck. Hmm. I don't know. That's not really like a business thing. That's just like a I have eyes and I watch basketball thing. So <laughs> that's what I'm expecting to be the first domino. All right. Um, the the thing that I'm watching for, I think more than anything, is Kawhi Leonard, though. I, I'm very curious what decision he'll make because... Dude, I can get no read on this dude whatsoever. I look at I look at Kawhi Leonard, and to me, the thing that makes the most sense, go back to Toronto on a one-year with a one-year player option, something like that. They're going to pay you enough money. Just see how it is. The offers that he's getting from business owners in Toronto and in Canada to keep him up there just seem absolutely insane to pass up. Um, obviously, they love a guy that can bring you a championship, but I think it's also a pretty good place for a guy with a personality that he doesn't want to be a focal point of the media. And I think when you're in Canada, I don't know there's a lot of better places to be except maybe San Antonio, and that didn't work out. So I, I would I would stay if I were him. I'd be shocked if he went to the Lakers. If he does, it's going to put a sour taste in my mouth for, for next year's NBA season. Well, if ultimately you do want to go to the Lakers – over everything else and let's say you do just say like okay well then let's just try it for one more year and see what happens but you're always like hey but I do want to go to the Lakers or the Clippers or whatever I just want to be in LA won't LA not even have the opportunity to sign him or the Clippers to sign him if they do fill up two max slots the next season yeah I mean I I would never have room for him right yeah but you wouldn't think this is the only opportunity and they don't necessarily have to fill him with max they have room well, for a max player. 
Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is how old? Let's see, where are you at there? He is 28. 28. 28. So, yeah, I guess you, you could give you, it one more season. You've got time, but I don't know. I, I'm, I think people overblow the appeal of going back home because LeBron did it. But LeBron also played in Cleveland and went back to Cleveland where he had had success. He took the team, a bad team, to an NBA Finals, and he felt like he had unfinished business. LeBron James is also a generational player. Not to speak any ill of Kawhi Leonard, but he's not on that level. No, but, well, and also he's a he's a uh, icon in and out of basketball. I mean, he's he's a guy that... It's a cultural phenomenon. There you go. Uh, but he's a guy that people that don't watch basketball would recognize as the best basketball player out there. So, yeah, I, I think I think the best option is for Kawhi to stay. I know that's not the the most intriguing option, um, but I think it makes the NBA better. Then you have a little bit more of a of a, a competitive Eastern Conference in a year where the West will be down. I don't want to see the Lakers be able to add another great player and jump to the top, but I'm afraid they will. I think you're overestimating how I, good the Lakers will be, man. I, I mean, they've done this like a I, lot. I, I think Kawhi Leonard is the only third piece that makes them an automatic favorite in the West, in my mind. But I think the only thing that's going to make them a favorite in the West is if, honestly, they don't sign Kawhi Leonard and they use the money to find great role guys to go along with uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I don't know if you need Kawhi Leonard to add to that uh, equation. Again, just think yeah. about it for a second. All three of those guys, they don't play with pace, really. They just kind of are... I don't know, centers of universes. When they have the ball and they're on their team, that's what the offense goes through. And if you have all three of them on the floor at the same time, I, I don't know how you coexist, really. Yeah. I mean, I could see you coexisting when two of them are taking a break and LeBron James takes over the game, but I don't see three of those egos, even though Kawhi Leonard doesn't seem to have an ego or a human Anthony brain. Davis, but... I don't think Anthony Davis has all that much ego either. Oh, really? No, he, he didn't Wearing demand a, it. that's all, folks, shirt to the last game. He didn't He didn't demand the trade until Rich Paul became his agent. Yeah, well, maybe the ego got initiated. Yeah. And that's all, button. folks. He's now in Space Jam, so it was like <laughs> he got it on set. because I, I think, he got I what he think wanted. he's excited to be the the not be the focal point behind uh, LeBron James. I think Anthony Davis is happy to be there. Uh, all you right, think before, he's happy to not be the focal point of a team? Yeah, before we quickly get to uh, what to watch outside of sports, I need to tell you that Encore Audio Video brings you this segment every week. If you're looking to build a custom home theater, just get a new TV and all of the surround sound options that you need, uh, check them out uh, and their showroom, 14th and Everett in the Pearl. What are you watching this weekend outside of sports? Oh, you know something? I don't know if I'm going to watch a whole lot. We thought about Megan and I going to the movies today and seeing Rocket Man, but now that the weather's so great, I don't know if we go. You're going to go watch nature. I might go watch nature. Uh, we do have a pretty sweet Frisbee, yeah. and I think we're going to toss that around. I do like throwing a Frisbee around. Uh, Cam Cleland told me I needed to watch Gleaming the Cube, a Christian Slater's skate movie. Don't watch that. Did you watch it? Have no, you seen it? It has Christian Slater in it, so you don't need to watch it. Well, and here's the thing. The text line backed it up pretty hard yesterday. I'm going to see if I can figure out where to watch Gleaming the Cube. Yeah. I'm going to transport myself back to the 80s. You don't know, like true romance? Now, this is the same text line that wanted us to watch Ghost Dog. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to watch Ghost Dog, too. I'm going to go watch Ghost Dog. We'll do that this weekend. All right, big thanks to Jen Ellis for joining us. Uh, we're pushing big fat wieners till next week. Uh, thanks to Will Darkens. Thanks to all of you as listeners. 
We're all done. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You'll see it's all a show. Keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the right side of This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.